0: Welcome, everyone, to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan Podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show filled with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host... James
1: James here, coming at you with episode number 11 of the Inside Japan Podcast, brought to you by jobinjapan.com and the Patreon supporters out there that are always appreciated. How's it going, everybody? All the teachers in Japan now are celebrating because you probably today or yesterday was your last day before summer vacation, so I hope everyone has a fun, safe summer vacation. If you're going home, be safe. If you're staying in Japan, be safe and uh, stay cool because right now we're in the middle of a incredible heat wave in Japan, but the, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy. Your summer, whatever you had planned to do, please enjoy. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something enjoying, something about enjoying, but it's not really enjoying while you're working. It's af- it's actually after you're working, right? So, you know, something that I don't think is getting enough ink, digital ink online. That's why I brought in Ben from RetiredJapan.info, and uh, it's kind of a double double feature episode this week because it's we've got two awesome topics, right? So, the first, he's a university teacher, which is obviously a, a job that a lot of people that want to teach English in Japan long-term, a job they want to get. So we get into that a little bit, how he got that job and things like that. And also we get into, I think, the topic that's not getting enough uh, coverage. That's retirement in Japan, you know? Something that I don't think there's very much stuff online at all all about. And, uh, yeah, Ben here breaks it down in a very simple way on this episode. And, uh, you know, we don't get too deep into... The kind of accounts you can open, the kind of deep strategies, and that's by design. You know, I don't want to be a you know an hour long episode where you have to remember the names of you know crazy accounts. So, if you do want to learn more, retire, RetireJapan.info is there. Also on his Twitter at Sendai Ben, he's ready for questions. He says, and if you leave a comment, we'll go to the LT Insider Discord. I'll send any questions there as well. But yeah, this is a cool episode. I, I learned some myself, and it's it's not like it's any you know groundbreaking news, but it's really just a way to. Hey, this is something you should know about. If you if, if if you want to live in Japan forever, it's something you have to think about, right? It's not it's you're being irresponsible if you're not thinking about this. So, even if you already think you know something about retirement in Japan, here's a good refresher. If you never even thought about it at all, here's, you know, something to get you get your mind rolling, get the gears going about this. And if even if you're just starting out in Japan, uh, you know, you're you're about to be, you know, you say you're a new jet or something. You can do things that will carry on if you don't plan to live in Japan forever. This is still something you can get started with right now. So it's not just like, "Hey, this is a thing about retiring in Japan." It's not. It is. It is about that, but you really should be preparing for retirement no matter where you plan to be in the future. So Ben has some good stuff about that. So stay tuned. Sit back and enjoy my interview with Ben, university teacher Ben from RetireJapan.info. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, very special guest here talking about a topic that I think is not definitely not talked about enough, but Ben here is trying to, you know, try to change that, right? How are you doing today, Ben?
2: Very good, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, Nice to talk to you today about a topic that, you know, I think is not, you know, a lot of people say, I want to live in Japan forever. I want to live in Japan. I love Japan, but they don't think about this, this side of it. And the th- side I'm talking about is retiring in Japan, which is something that, you know, a thing or two about, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So most people kind of wake up and, and start thinking about it when they're in their 40s. And uh, it would have been a lot better to deal with it in their 30s, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of the things. Like the, Obviously, it's better if you did it 10 years ago, but you, since you can't do that, you better do it now, right?
2: Failing that, do it tomorrow, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we get into the retirement stuff, we got to know, you know, why should we trust you, right? We got to learn about you a little bit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I'll start with the same question I always do. What kind of got you interested in Japan, and, and uh, how did you start uh, working here in the first place?
2: Um. Well, I guess I've always been interested in Japan you know i read books about it when i was a kid and stuff and uh, but i had this image that japan was expensive
3: mm-hmm.
2: so you couldn't travel here so the only way i could get to japan was to get a job here okay and then final year of university i was doing interviews for stuff and uh, i found about found out about jet and came over on the jet program
1: okay so you and you know just for reference how long ago was this
2: this was 18 years ago. So July 2000.
1: Different landscape for sure then. Uh
2: and this we still is had business class flights then, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, think about that guy, business class flights on the Jet program. And this is mm-hmm. when the land, you got to live to the land of golden honey of teaching
2: English in Japan, right? Not quite. I think it had finished at that point. It kind of, it kind of right. died in, like, the mid-90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I met people that were like, yeah, I used to make, you know, 20,000 yen an hour and stuff. And I was like, okay, that would have been nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, you heard that right, guys. 20,000 yen an hour was not, uh, obviously, this was way before, I, I wasn't here either. I was came way after that, too. But, yeah, that's just a crazy time. But, yeah, it's like, okay, so you were on the jet program. And then, obviously, you must have had a pretty good time because you're still here, right? So what did you think about it overall?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was only coming, originally, it was two years. Uh I said, right, I'll go to Japan for two years, and I'll go back and get a real job and a career and stuff like that. And yeah, I met my wife after a couple of months, and then two years turned into 18.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that happens.
2: And uh, yeah, it's now indefinite. So I can't, you know, unless something really drastic changes, I'll I'll probably stay here.
1: Okay, so I don't want to, you know, obviously, through 18 years, I'm sure you've had many different jobs and stuff. uh, But... Can we get a little bit into the the transition so did you
2: yeah so i did I did three years on jet, three years jet, and then the city I was in had their own program that was basically jet extended mm-hmm. I think that's slightly common, so basically they said, all right, you can stay on the same conditions as jet, but hired privately by us mm-hmm. and then I did a year on that, and then I transitioned to jet supervisor, so I was in charge of the high school ALTs in miyagi okay,
3: okay.
2: um training and and you know all that stuff. And then after about four years of that, um, Miyagi decided to go with uh, Dispatch ALTs.
1: cha-ching, cha-ching
2: right? Yeah, exactly. So at that point, you don't need a jet supervisor. So I lost my job at a very short notice. I think they told me in about November. Okay, wow. You know, for a, for an April start. So uh, <laughs> suddenly it was like, oh, okay. How am I going to pay rent from next? You know, next year. Yeah, yeah. So I told my wife. My wife kind of collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah it was a really unpleasant experience and that was one reason that it got me thinking about um, money basically because yeah. I, sh- I did not want that to happen again
1: oh yeah yeah and I guess
2: someone to basically pulled the rug out from my family completely yeah. like that and and that was yeah that was unacceptable so I said, right, how can I make sure this doesn't happen again
1: and yeah people don't know but if you're an ALT I mean that can happen every single year there is a risk of that happening um, you know that they can say like hey we lost the, this. My year city lost the contract and that's it. Right. So it's something to keep yeah, in mind for sure. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. So all right, So what, what happened next? What happened next? What did you find?
2: Um, well, I, I was lucky because I had, I had enough friends in the area that they, they hooked me up with part time work.
1: OK. So this is still teaching. So I, was- I
2: part time teaching, you know, universities and, and Lake Iowa and stuff. And, and that got us through a year until I found a new job. Uh, and that was uh, a full time university job.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so that's a job that a lot of people, you know, the kind of the golden goose of, of teaching jobs in, in Japan for sure. University job that are it, it's seen as cushy, you know, you get paid well, more. Well,
2: it, it is. It, actually, golden goose is exactly the right thing to call it because <laughs> I think it's dying.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know, true. The,
2: too. the demographics mean that you know a lot of universities are going to close. Mm-hmm. So the the number of English teaching jobs is going to get smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And all the people that are currently teaching are going to be chasing those jobs. Oh, yeah. So if, if you're know, if you a you're in a youngish person and you maybe you're an ALT and you're thinking, oh, okay, what do I do next in terms of career? I'd be very careful about going into the university route because
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think it's going to be very challenging in terms of the number of people chasing yeah. the number of jobs. That's good advice uh, too. Teaching.
1: Yeah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought about it that way for sure because yeah, if there's less jobs – they need people to fill the, the jobs, but they're going to start to go to people that have 18 years experience or whatever, right? Like, you know, 10 years experience right. guy is much better than a fresh, a fresh guy, right? So, yeah.
2: And, and just a personal note, when I got my job, um, I had an MA. Mm-hmm. But the same job now, you need to have a PhD.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, the,
2: t- to, get, to be hired in my center as, as a colleague of mine, you now need a PhD. Oh, so yeah. that's the kind of arms race we're looking at in terms of university jobs.
1: Yeah, they're extremely—they've gotten extremely competitive, and it's you know people see that as the last okay. If I want to be a teacher in Japan, that's kind of the best job to get. But and mm. yeah, that that is—I think that is basically true. But now it's so you, the requirements you need are so intense that you have to really think about it. That is it worth it to go through all that to have a university job in Japan or maybe do some other education somewhere else? Right? I mean, because right. you know, it, it's obviously a good job. I'm sure it's it's fun, but it's not like uh. It's not as great as maybe you might be able to find in another country with the same credentials, right? Is I'm saying that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, in a way, it's very limited because mm-hmm. obviously you're on a you're on a scale, you're on a standard salary scale, uh-huh. which is which is generous, but there's there's very little potential to you know outperform and, and be paid accordingly. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, compared to say, if you opened a, a school or something, if you went into the the Akiwa route and you opened your own school, then there's there's no limit on how much you can earn. Mm-hmm. If you're good at it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're <laughs> successful,
1: yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, how did you? So, just uh for people that are wondering, cause people like to hear about this. How how exactly did you find this this job? Was it because you were a part time teacher and they just like kind of upgraded you, or how did you get your position exactly?
2: Um, most university jobs are advertised on a website called JREC.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: JREC in. Um. Mm-hmm. So they're listed there. So as long, if you monitor that, then you can see most of the. The decent jobs coming out. The whole, you know, I knew someone or I worked somewhere, I think it's less common now. Okay. Especially for the, the public universities, you know, they, they actually have to the, the rules say that they have to advertise them publicly and they can't just give it to their, their friend's friend kind of thing. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So the whole, you know, networking I think I mean, I think networking is useful and it's a good way to build your skills and stuff, but it's not the be all and end all
1: mm okay
3: it's
2: so it's, like you know you've got solid qualifications, you've got solid experience, and you go through the interview process
1: how about what about what's your job i mean hours wise is it in pretty intense i mean are you working long days for as a university teacher
2: no i've I've probably got the last best job in in the world <laughs> <laughs> um so we we teach eight classes a week oh my God, uh, okay the ninety minute classes so there's twelve hours of teaching. Uh, prep there's uh, a little bit of admin but not too much Uh, and then you're supposed to be doing research and and so on outreach i I do a fair amount of um presentations and talks at high schools and so on okay um but yeah it's it's not hard
1: (laughs) (laughs) there you go guys so all you alt's up there Doing six classes a day. Think about that. He's doing eight classes a week with other stuff, of course. But, uh, yeah. But, uh,
2: but this this probably isn't normal either. I mean, if you talk to most university teachers, they've got a fair amount more on their plate, especially on the admin side. You know, they might have um, uh, private kind of tutorial kind of things or working in language centers and stuff like that.
1: So, yeah, I know, I know a few people I know that university teachers, they have to teach the teacher stuff, too, and stuff. So that's a big part of their... Mm. Uh, yeah they'd stuff like that so yeah just every, every, every situation. university
2: is different as <laughs> yeah well, yeah
1: as, you know. eu id it's for as i would say okay so let's <laughs> <Yeah>. get <laughs> so that that leads to where you now and now you've been there for how many years now and obviously there's no end in sight right yeah basically mm-hmm. cool cool so um yeah, so, Universe teacher Ben here is going to tell us a thing or two now about <laughs> retiring in Japan. Now you can trust him. Right? <laughs> blown
2: my credibility, with
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you can trust him. So we know he's a, he's a cool guy. We can understand he he knows who he's talking about. So yeah. So what kind of? I guess I should. You, I think you spoiled it before. but I was going to ask you what kind of got you thinking about retiring in Japan because obviously it's not a really common thing to even think about. What kind of made you start thinking about it?
2: Well, it's more um, money, isn't it? Thinking about money and and thinking about investing and so on. Mm. Uh, my family really wasn't that kind of family not not no one in my family was was really into money or investing or personal finance so i kind of slept walked my way through my 20s and 30s and then uh losing the job was huge that was really that was like okay this this situation cannot continue um yeah. also i received a, a small inheritance at one point um my grandmother passed away and i got some money and um, basically that money evaporated.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: yeah. It, it was gone really quickly. And I was like, okay, that, that, that wasn't great either, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've really got to get better at this stuff. And then I started reading about personal finance, you know, reading blogs, reading books, and so on. Um, and the reason I started the website was I was talking to a friend of mine who is a teacher. He's been a teacher in Japan for, you know, a, a long time, longer than me. And uh, he was telling me about his plans for retirement and the kind of um, investments he had. And basically, he'd signed on with one of these um, financial advisors in Tokyo mm-hmm. that target, or, or I would say, prey on English teachers. Yeah, taking advantage of the fact that maybe that you know they don't know all that much about money and they don't know all that much about Japan, uh, and just horrible kind of you know basically he was getting ripped off,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that made me so angry that. I went home and registered the website and started <laughs> writing that. That very nice. <laughs> awesome, yeah. So That's that, where what, Japan came from hmm.
1: that. That website is retiredjapan.info. And yeah, so can you just to people people that now might never heard of that kind of preying on situation? Uh, how can, what can we watch out for to not uh, sign up for those kind of financial advisors thing? What do they? What do they do? What are they? What's their kind of mo?
2: The the, the big problem is um, the no fee advisors. Okay. The people that say, hey, you don't have to pay anything. You know, I, I will, you know, do a consultation with you and recommend all these products and it won't cost you a penny. And that should be a huge red flag because the first question you should ask yourself is, all right, why are they doing it?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, who's paying them? Because they're getting paid somehow, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, their office space is paid for, you know, their salary is paid for for something. So how is it? how are they getting paid? And the answer is they're getting paid by the people that sell you the products. mm mm-hmm. So they're on commission. And a lot of these products, basically, you know, you might sign up for putting in, say, $500 a month, you know, for 20 years as a kind of, you know, a a plan to to get you invested and and set up a pension and stuff. But what they don't tell you is that their commission can be as high as, like, the first two years of payments. (laughs) Okay. So that first $12,000 goes to the person that sold you the plan. And then the rest of it goes towards your your actual investments. However, in order to pay that commission and make it worthwhile, the fees are enormous. Mm -hmm. So they're taking maybe half the profits that you would have made if you just invested it yourself. Wow.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, keep that in mind, guys. So, obviously, yeah.
2: <laughs> over ten, twenty years, you're losing out on you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on that kind of deal.
1: Yeah, that's not uh, that's not good. So yeah, let's stay away from that. So let's get to better better things, better options, better things to do. Um, I guess before I want to get into that, I want to say, well, how did you kind of do this research cuz someone I obviously they can go to your website and learn about a lot but let's say one someone wants to get deeper how did you kind of learn about this stuff um you know cuz obviously it's not really out there that much on the internet is it, or or is it is am i wrong about that
2: it is it is it's it's quite big now um there's a huge um, kind of movement recently the kind of it's kind of the minimalist early retirement financial freedom kind of movement largely based in the states mm-hmm. also you know worldwide And yeah, there's thousands of blogs and books and you know forums and all sorts of places you can go to get information.
1: Okay, okay. So that's how you kind of when you started the website, it's not a new website at all. So when you were there, was it still the same? Like you could find the stuff.
2: Well, you can find the stuff, but the you can't find stuff for Japan in English. And I think we're still the only place that has information in English about Mm -hmm. Japan.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. That's our, that's our
2: USP for, for retired Japan there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. So now we got, we, we, now let's say, my plan is to live in Japan forever. I'm excited about it. I have a, a job that I know I can do forever. Hopefully it's not, I mean, it's easier said than done for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So what kind of steps? I don't want to get too deep here, but let's just go through a little kind of roadmap, right? So what can someone do out there that says, you know, obviously they haven't, re- they haven't started saving for retirement. What options do they have and what should they do?
2: Well, it's basically three things. It's really simple. Um, You should earn as much as you can, Mm -hmm. spend as little as possible while still enjoying life, and invest the difference. Okay and that's it that's all you need to do um and that's basically about as complicated as it needs to be as well so most people have this this image of investing that it's really difficult and you know you have to understand all this stuff and be awake all the time like doing day trading and stuff like that and that really isn't the case at all mm, okay but and in japan that's compounded by the fact that a lot of japanese people are, are kind of wary of the stock market the image of of investing is is that of being ripped off by you know unscrupulous scam artists and uh, it being dangerous. And if you talk to a lot of Japanese people, they're like, oh, no, no, you know, cash is safe and anything else is dangerous kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, because you know, is the... Especially how Japan is the, the, how Japan is seen to... What's going to happen in the future, right? I mean, mm. people are, people are people is getting less people, not more people, right? There's, there's less people in Japan every year than there were the year before. So, obviously, yeah. that's not great for... It doesn't sound like it's a great thing for investments, right? So... You know, when you're putting your when you say invest the rest of your money, are you putting that into Japan or are you putting that in other places?
2: Um, I tend to recommend putting it into uh, passive uh, index funds, which basically means that you buy the entire world uh, and just leave it. You know, you're not making bets. You're not saying this company is going to do better than this company. You're not saying Japan's going to do fantastic. You're just saying, tell you what, I think the world economy over time is going to grow. So I'll just put my money in there. uh, And if the world economy does grow, I'll do okay. Exactly. No one's one's getting a big salary to sit there choosing things. It's all done
3: by a computer, basically.
2: Well, you need a broker. And... There's a lot of options out there. So you could go through your local bank. Um, you could go through a big online uh, discount broker in Japan like Dakten or SBI. Um, or you could go with a broker overseas. So there's three options. Generally, I don't recommend going through a bank because they have higher fees. Uh, they have fewer products. And they tend to be quite pushy in terms of trying to sell you things. So I wouldn't go with a bank. Um, basically, if if you have a small amount of Japanese, so you can navigate a website, I'd probably go with a Japanese discount broker. Um, if if you want to be in English, then you should probably go with uh, a broker overseas. Probably something called Interactive Brokers.
1: Okay. So the, so you're saying when you're you know retired Japan's name of your website, but you're not specifically like jump putting a lot of money into the Japanese stock market, right?
2: Oh no, absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Japan makes up, uh, less than 10% of the world economy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you were agnostic on, on Japan's chances, that's how much you'd put into Japan.
1: Okay. There you go. Okay. So then you just, eh, here's where you happen to be when you're making these accounts and you're making these, uh, you know, retirement decisions, but do you have to follow the Japan, you know, the Japanese rules about that stuff, right? So I know America has some kind of accounts I'm American, so I know about the American accounts for retirement stuff and, There's rules set up for that. So do you have to follow those rules when you're, you know, investing in in, in physically in Japan when you invest in whatever you invest in?
2: The only big um, kind of rule-based thing is that Americans are pretty much out of luck when investing in Japan. Okay. Uh, uh, Because the U.S. um, government tax regulations basically say that Americans have to pay tax regardless of whether they live in America or not. Mm plus the very aggressive kind of, you know, FATCA and the other ones where they basically want to know about your information. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies abroad basically won't do business with Americans because it's it's too risky for them because they'll end up getting fined by the U.S. government.
1: Okay, okay, so yeah, we're out of luck,
2: Americans. For Americans, my standard advice is you should invest in America if you have an account already. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an account in America, it's quite difficult to open one. Being overseas, so in that case, um, interactive brokers is is a good company because yeah. they will accept Americans overseas. Okay, there you and go. And you can do it all in English; it's very easy. Anyone who isn't American can take advantage of the Japanese tax advantage accounts. So okay. these are special accounts that are designed to encourage you to invest for the future, to invest in your pension, and they'll give you tax breaks to do so.
1: Okay, and these can, you can find these in all these the various ways you said to set up an account, right? The uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then I guess I know you, you, there's all the many kinds of accounts. So yeah, I'm not going to go through all the kinds of accounts because that'll take forever. But yeah, it's all on the website, retirejapan.info.com for sure. Uh, so is it, do you, do you set it up? Uh, do you recommend people set up the kind of automatic thing, right? So let's say you know how much you make this month and you send off this certain amount every month or do you kind of, do you, are you more active? So are you more like, you know, this month is going well, so I'll put in more. How does that work for you?
2: I, I recommend, um, putting some money aside every month as soon as you get paid. Okay. So payday, you get your money. The next day you put it into your investment account. The money's gone. You don't miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't ever there kind of thing. Uh, and if you do that over time, then you'll, you'll do fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess for someone like me, I want to know, for me, I don't think I'm going to live in Japan forever. So for someone like me then, I should not get started with this at all or should you still do it because you can transfer it at the end?
2: Oh, absolutely get started um, because only by starting are you going to you know, figure out how it works, figure out uh, how you want to do it because everyone's different in terms of their, their kind of risk, uh, risk behavior and so on. Mm-hmm. So absolutely get started. If you think you're going to be leaving Japan fairly soon, then I'd recommend using an international broker like Interactive Brokers because then you can keep your accounts okay
1: so like uh, that's hypothetically i'm a new jet i'm coming here next month and i'm you know ready to start my japan journey i don't know what i'm gonna do yet right i might stay two my plan is two years and it might turn into 18 like it did for you uh do you recommend someone like that starts right right away or do you wait a few years to see how it's going
2: absolutely although the thing is if you're a new jet then you might have student debt for example
1: Mm, yeah
3: yeah. so you
2: might (laughs) get rid of that first um you might want to save up an emergency fund, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a stash just for emergencies, which generally should be three to six months um, living expenses. Mm-hmm. So before starting to invest, just make sure you've got some, some emergency cash on the side that you're not going to touch. Because the worst thing you want to do is, is you wanna, you, if you start investing and then suddenly you need the money and you've got to sell your investments probably at the worst time and lose money. On yeah, that.
1: that's kind of standard, uh, you know, investment stuff. You always want to have an emergency fund, especially, and it, it's easier said than done, right? Especially when you first start on Japan, you know. Oh, yeah. Stuff oh. costs a lot of money, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 uh you know stuff costs money, and especially when you, you know, your predecessor didn't leave you a TV, you got to buy a TV. Oh, your predecessor didn't leave you a refrigerator. Now you're out two or three, you know, two or three thousand from you know various stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but still, so your emergency fund might take time to build up, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth it. Um, is, is there any special place to put your emergency fund? I know in in America there's savings accounts that have you know very trivial interest rates now, but in in Japan do you just keep that in your same in a savings account like in America? or I, do you do? I
2: would put it in a separate bank account because mm. the 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 main thing about emergency funds is you need to have access to it. Oh, okay okay you know if you, if you have an emergency then you want that money now right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not in yeah, three yes. weeks or whatever so yeah i just open a separate bank account though because you don't want it in the same account that you take money out of
3: okay
2: because you'll take it out at some point um <laughs> so if it's in a separate account then you know you you can hopefully forget about it that's that's the point you know until you need it you don't really think about that money
1: yeah, for sure, yeah. Okay, and I want to know, and I heard it a long time ago, and I saw on your website, I saw the same word, and I was wondering about it. Something that's known as a robo-advisor, right? Yeah. So it this, this yeah. sounds really cool, but but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's as cool as it sounds, but can you tell us what that is for anyone that doesn't know?
2: Okay, so a robo-advisor is basically a, it's normally a company that says, we will manage your money for you um, using an algorithm, you know, using a computer program. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're using a computer program instead of a person, we can do it cheaper. So if you had a normal wealth advisor, they might take one or 2% of your money every year in order to manage it for you, to invest it for you. Mm -hmm. On a robo advisor, um, they'll take less and they'll also take people with, with smaller amounts of money. Like normally if you wanted someone to manage your money for you, they'd, they'd want you to have at least half a million dollars to make it worth their while. Mm hmm. With a robot advisor, you can start with you know ten thousand yen. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, so that's not bad at all. Um, it's,
2: <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's it's very good for people who don't want to think about it.
1: Yeah, so the, in in your in your experience though, so it's the the obviously it's, there is a fee that you do have to pay for the service, like that you wouldn't have to pay if you did it yourself, but it's it's worth it.
2: I think if you're not going to invest otherwise you know if if mm. if it's all too hard and you don't want to think about it uh, and it stresses you out then a robo advisor can make sense um in japan they're quite expensive um there isn't the competition that there is in the us for example okay um so a robo advisor will cost you probably about 1% a year which is high for a robo advisor but it's 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 much lower than you know the companies in Tokyo that are looking for new victims, or you know, so if you're not going to invest otherwise, it could work. It's okay. a, it's very easy. You know, most robo advisors, you set up an account, you put money in, and they deal with it for you.
1: That's cool. And then, okay, so yeah, so just hand, totally hands free. You just give them the money, and they do with it what they will.
2: Yeah, the one I was I was using one for a while, um, and the one I was using basically, you send them the money by bank transfer. It arrives in your account. They manage it. If you want to take money out, you say, okay, send me X amount of money back. That's how easy it is.
1: Oh, great. And then so you can sign up for ro- – if, if I'm from uh, Canada, I can sign up for a robo-advisor that's in Canada. It doesn't have to be in Japan.
2: Um, you're going to run into a lot of problems with um, uh, money laundering regulations and so on. Ah, uh, okay. So, for most countries, if you don't live there, it's very difficult to open bank accounts or do investing and so on.
1: Yeah, America's a nightmare about that stuff for sure. So yeah, If you want to <laughs> open an account when you're not in America, it's like just forget about it. You know? um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so you, you're better off signing up, even though it's a 1% interest rate, signing up for a Japanese robo advisor is still something that's an option.
2: Oh, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Okay, so if, okay. if if otherwise you're just going to sit with your money in cash, then yeah. I think it's a it's a decent option. Okay. If you're willing to do a little bit of reading and you know spend a couple of hours a year managing your investments, then you can do it by yourself and save that fee.
1: Okay. There you go. Okay. So I guess kind of you know I guess the I was going to ask you like kind of your final kind of advice here, but I guess it just is to get started, right? Or you have anything else to share? It
2: is. It's get started because <laughs> what I, I find with people I talk to, once you get started. Uh, you see how easy it is. you see how it works, and you start thinking, "Oh, I want to invest more," which makes you then think about your your finances. You know what am I wasting money on every month? You know mm-hmm. what am i and oh maybe how can I earn more you know can i can I get a better job? Can I get promoted and it's It becomes like a virtuous circle, so starting is the fee if you don 't start then you 're always sitting there going, "Oh, maybe I should invest, maybe I should look into this, but now just do it, open yeah. an account and and throw in you know. 5,000 yen a month and see see what happens with it. And, and
1: for me, I remember, for me, the big hang-up when I first started, I knew I, I knew saving money for retirement was something I should do, right? But I was new to Japan, and I was kind of like, I know that's got to be some high-level Japanese that I just didn't have the skills for at that time. But it, yeah. you're saying you don't have to worry about that as much, right?
2: Well, once you've got the account open, mm. um, it's the same three buttons every time. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you know what those buttons are, it's fine, yeah.
1: But, meaning, do you do this, on, is it all online for you, or do you have to go to the it's ATM? with the online. All online, you, online. Yeah. okay, it's cool. Online. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, do you do the transfers from your bank account, which obviously is online as well. I mean, some bank accounts even aren't that easy to get, you know, <laughs> check your stuff online yet, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, I use Shinsei, which um, is, unfortunately, they're, they're cutting back on their services, but it's been good to me. They've got an English interface, you can do everything online. Oh, um, there you go,
1: yeah. So, you just know your, your, your mileage may vary on bank accounts, kind of mine, like, just got online. Uh, capabilities okay. in it but it's still it's, it's horrible so you know it's like <laughs> I can see I can see what how much money I have and what I did but that's it you can't do any kind of yeah. moving or anything you know so
2: actually we're gonna do a, a post this month about banks uh, and com- a comparison post about different bank accounts so if you're looking for a new bank account
1: <laughs> there you go cool <laughs> retirementjapan.info.com and it wouldn't and you know it's first people that don't know you have a obviously you have like a uh, you have like information base of all the kind of accounts and you also do, you know, you do new posts all the time, right? So what kind of can we expect from your, like, new stuff?
2: Um, so we, we post three times a week. Mm. Monday is a roundup of interesting links. Well, I think they're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully readers do too. And then Wednesday, Friday, we, we post uh, some kind of story, um, whether it's, you know, we did a write-up of um, uh, inheritance taxes in Japan last week. Um, we might talk about different bank accounts or laws, or we do read a case studies sometimes so you can read about what other people are doing. Um, yeah,
1: there's a lot of stuff here. I mean, is, is this a one man hmm. team or do you have a, you have a team, a uh, team of helpers? Well, right it's
2: there. the royal we, so yeah, it's pretty much just me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: Although, cool, there, yeah. there is a good community. We've got a a message board as well, a forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a really good bunch of regulars in there that know a lot more than I do. So anyone that comes in and asks a question normally gets some really good a- advice out of that.
1: Awesome, yeah. So yeah, guys, just uh, it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, just to get yourself not know- you know knowledgeable about it, right, and then you can make a decision yourself. But as Ben says, it's better to do it than not do it, right?
2: And the other thing, if if you're ever thinking about making an investment uh, and you're not sure about it, just post in the forum uh, and say what do you guys think about this, and you'll get. um you know, it's basically unbiased advice from people that have no financial stake in the decision, uh, oh, yeah. just as a safety measure, you know, just because uh, I just hate seeing people getting ripped off, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess that's cool. So you got a supportive group there then?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's the best. then. No trolls or anything to say how stupid you are and stuff? That's good.
2: So far, no. I mean, I like to think I wouldn't tolerate that. But yeah, it's been a great, really, really friendly and, and supportive group so far.
1: There you go, guys. What else? What else? What are the reasons you need, right? So go to the retirejapan.info and you can check out more stuff. Obviously, Ben's on Twitter as well at Sendai Ben. So I guess that's a hint on where he's living right now.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yep. Go find
1: him in Sendai and meet him in person. But yeah, Ben, I'll let you go today. Thanks for hanging out today. Yeah, I love right? a lot. Thank and, you. Yeah, there's, I know if you guys want to know anything, go to the website. It's everything you need to know. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming down, Ben.
0: All right. My pleasure. I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you check out altinsider.com and for regular up-to-the-minute job postings check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of japan and good luck ganbatte